tuned in to the Internet Talk Radio Show designed specifically for Army wives. Our life, our family, our soldier. Army Wife Talk Radio is the leading and longest-running podcast of its kind. WTR is here to engage, educate, and encourage you by sharing dynamic interviews, social media connections, news, and empowering military life information. Thank you for joining us as we empower military spouses to conquer adversity, foster confidence, and thrive in this military life. Now, here are your podcast hosts. Here are your AWTR hosts. Now, here are your hosts. Now reporting for duty, your host. Now reporting for duty, your host. Your Mission Mill Spouse Command Team. Hello, listeners, and welcome to a very special episode of the Mission Mill Spouse podcast, the longest running podcast of its kind. I, I can't believe it. If I could do a drum roll, I would, which would actually be really, really appropriate for this one. But this is episode 1000. Woohoo! I'm Amy Pierce, your director of marketing and events, and I'm grateful you chose to join us today. Have your headphones in or your volume turned up and get ready for lots of empowerment to help you through this military life. On today's show, we'll listen to an interview conducted by our executive director, Shrita Knobloch, as she chats with the 82nd Airborne Division All-American Chorus who just appeared on America's Got Talent. Hello, Mr. Mills Bus listeners. I'm Jade Fusaro, your director of social media. We're lucky to contribute and continue this 18-year legacy of empowering military spouses. We now serve all branches and components. Whether you're new to this military life or your furniture has multiple stickers, we're here for you. Do you want to help empower other military spouses? Great news is you can now donate to us in our mission in helping military spouses to feel confident and empowered in this military life. And guess what? It's a tax write-off. As we're now a 501c3, simply go to missionmillspouse.org to contribute or email partner at missionmillspouse.org to discuss our extensive partnership program. Thank you so much for your support. Now, before we get any further with today's show, Jade, what's going on with you? So, Annie, you know, I'm just sitting here looking out my window with a cup of coffee talking to you, staring at some palm trees, <laughs> thinking, what am I going to do with my day? Because today's such a good day. We have an exciting episode here. We're talking about the 82nd Airborne, which like into my heart, my husband was stationed there and we were in oh, nice. Southern Pines for like almost five to six years. And I always really? said to my husband, I was like, we need to see them. You know, he was part of the 82nd. Yep. So I'm, I'm just pumped. Like, you know, we're in this like PCS, like coming up season. I'm looking at palm trees, thinking of snow. And <laughs> I'm just excited for today. I'm just super pumped. So I don't know. How, how are a, things with you? What a contrast. I love your energy. And I'm a little jealous of looking at palm trees. Oh, I, I know. That. They're just so pretty. They <laughs> are. They are. And it's crazy. We were, well, my husband was stationed at Fort Liberty as well. Uh, and we lived in Sanford. Well, first lived in Fayetteville. And then I moved us up to Sanford because I wanted to work in Raleigh. And that didn't happen. But that, I got on a tangent real fast, Jade. <laughs> <laughs> as, as per normal, right? Yes. <laughs> the life of the tangent. Yes. 
<laughs> Life of the tangent. Oh my goodness. Thinking about snow. So you're going to PCS to snow, huh? We are. We're headed to the Salt Lake City area, you know, oh, skiing, nice. snowboarding. You know, we haven't done it in forever, but we're going to figure it out because we're going to be those people already planning Wait. our snow outfits. So I love that. You know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, Ben, you want the red, white, and blue one? And he's like, absolutely not. Do not buy me that. And I'm like, okay, I'll get myself the retro. Oh my gosh. I love it. I mean, Germany, they have a saying where it's like, there's no bad weather, just bad clothing. So doesn't matter how cold it gets there. Buy the outfits, get ready. So you guys have skied and snowboarded before? We have, yes. It's been a little bit, but, you know, we've been living like the beach life the last three years and the pool, you know, floaty life. Um, (laughs) So it's kind of going to be like, okay, let's break out of our shell again, whip out, you know, our kayaks, our skis, our things, and let's get back outside. So Annie, what about you? How's life? What's going on? Oh, you know, we're just, um, I'm wondering when the PCS is over. You know, when are boxes mm-hmm. fully unpacked? When is the house fully like, I don't think it happens. I, I don't, I don't think it happens, but we're also trying to figure out my husband is doing or teaching. I don't know the verb, the terminology, teaching ROTC. So it's oh. a different, he's been doing all infantry things for like almost 20 years and now it's teaching. So figuring out what that looks like for his schedule and all that. I bet. And then figuring out, you know, family schedule, all Mm -hmm. that stuff on top of it. That's yeah. My, my toddler's going to go to preschool. Oh, yeah. Ooh, but also like, uh, whoa. Yeah. Where's, where's the adult to, to adult me to get him into a good school? Why is preschool a thing? Like, why is this such a, there are wait lists. I was on the wait list for like multiple schools for him. It's crazy. Oh my goodness. That's crazy. Yeah. Did did he get into one? He did. He did. Oh, good. Yay. Yeah. Not my, not my top choice, but he's in a school. So we're, we're going with hey, it. We're rolling. You know what? Yeah. I was going <laughs> to say, you roll, you go and you figure it out. Right. So. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Oh, well, I love catching up with you and it's always good to chat with others who just get it. Now let's focus on this week's main interview with the 82nd Airborne Division all-American chorus, who just appeared on America's Got Talent. Here at Mission Mill Spouse, military spouses are our primary focus. We have more than 2,600 blogs with topics, including PCS, parenting, career guidance, humor, deployment, and more. Whether you're dating a service member, have just said, I do as a new spouse, or are a seasoned spouse with a whole collection of PCS stickers on your furniture, we have something for you. But hey, don't just take our word for it. I'm Lindsay, and when my husband joined the military, I was completely lost when it came to assimilating to military life and culture. This organization made me feel like I had support, a new community I could lean on, and equipped me with invaluable information about military spouse life. Tap into all of our empowering resources at missionmillspouse.org or follow us across all social media platforms at Mission Millspouse. Welcome Mission Mill Spouse podcast listeners. I'm Dr. Sharita Knobloch, your executive director here at Mission Mill Spouse, and I'm so very excited to be bringing you today's extra special episode as we move into the home stretch of our 18th year producing this military spouse podcast. 
This interview is an exciting one and one for the record books. As we are celebrating a huge Mill Spouse podcast milestone, this is episode number 1000 here on our podcast. And even better, our guests for this week are the 82nd Airborne Division All-American Chorus, as recently featured on the 18th season of America's Got Talent. If you haven't checked out their video online, go ahead and do that. It will no doubt entertain, inspire, and give you goosebumps. A little bit about them, the 82nd Airborne Division All-American Chorus is based out of Fort Liberty, North Carolina, and represents the 19,000 soldiers who serve in the 82nd Airborne Division. Their mission is to provide music to the Fort Liberty community, and they have performed all over the country, including having made an appearance on the Today Show. A video of them singing an acapella tune while waiting for a routine jump went viral in 2022, thrusting the soldiers into the spotlight, and it has continued to gain popularity. So it's now my privilege to welcome to the mic here at Mission Mel Spouse podcast, Staff Sergeant Anthony Bendel, Sergeant Damarielis Vargas, and Major Joel Dubois. Thank you. Great to be with you, Sharita. Good afternoon. Hello. <laughs> so glad to have you guys here, and I cannot wait to talk about your journey and your experience so far with the 82nd Airborne Division Chorus and also your recent appearance on America's Got Talent. So to kick things off, share with us, what is the overall mission of the chorus? Well, Sharita, I can answer that. Uh, the chorus uh, is making connections with America. You know, not everyone can come on post here to Fort Liberty and not everyone knows a paratrooper. Uh, and so it's our opportunity to uh, be ambassadors for the division mm. and uh, let people know and and about us and and uh, the mission here of the 82nd Airborne Division and, and just get to know and meet a paratrooper. I love that. And I feel like you could really see that in your America's Got Talent debut when the initial, you know, the cadence coming on stage and the formation. And I think, you know, the judges were like, what what exactly is about to happen here? But it was a beautiful blend of this is Army. This is Airborne. But this is also entertainment and a lot of talent. So I totally see the mission there and appreciate what you guys are doing to inspire in that regard. So let's shift gears just a titch. Why did you decide to audition for America's Got Talent? It was really a decision between the entire group. Major Dubois uh, came into our rehearsal hall and informed us that we have this great opportunity to be on America's Got Talent. And we have a great opportunity to be able to work as like a team and show America how we work together. Mm -hmm. So, and we were all super excited. So we all came to the same agreement that yes, we would love to be on the show. And then from there, it just started. Um, the work started, the training started to get us ready to be on America's Got Talent. Yeah, you alluded to the viral video last summer, 2022 uh, at the drop zone. And uh, since then, we've had a lot of requests for the chorus. That was a really special moment. And those requests have led to other open to do open doors, the, the particularly performing with a Today Show, like you referenced in mm -hmm. December of last year. And then people watch that broadcast and and uh, asked if we'd be willing to audition for America's Got Talent. And, uh, you know, we went through the approval process and the training process and here we are. It's a really special opportunity and a special moment in the history of the chorus. The chorus has been around since 1964 mm. uh, here at then Fort Bragg and performing for a lot of garrison events. But 
as you heard, there's a lot of great talent in the group and it's exciting and special to see the, the ensemble getting recognized for that talent on a national stage. Absolutely. I already, I don't know if it's, I feel like it's good news. I've already got goosebumps and we're only on question two. So hopefully I can, you know, sustain my, keep my fangirling to a minimum throughout this conversation because it was just so cool to watch that performance and see how you all's experience, as they say, has escalated quickly, that it wasn't necessarily you were something, something you were looking for, but it's just kind of happened in a semi-organic way, but it's also moved millions of people to tune in, to root for you and to follow your journey. Let's talk details. What was it like going to California to audition for the show with America's Got Talent? So it was, in my opinion, an emotional roller coaster because I knew ahead of time that I'll be out there with my peers and my battle buddies there for a competition and there for a mission. Um, to be able to have the opportunity to be there at America's Got Talent is something that never crossed my mind when joining the 82nd Chorus. Mm-hmm. Um, I joined back in November of last year and my first ever performance with them was December 12th on the Today Show. (laughs) So (laughs) that was my first performance with them. So to be on live TV for the first time, I was like, oh, this is the best that it gets. And then a couple months later, it's like, boom, we're going to AGT. And to be on a flight headed to AGT, never been to that side of the United States ever in my life. And going with the chorus and representing the division was super exciting, nerve wracking. And I was just ready to get going and get singing and just enjoy the time out there in in Los Angeles. Being one of the, the longer serving chorus members that we have right now, when we trained and then arrived for this mission, uh, for the audition, it was, it was a tier of production and professionalism that, uh, even I hadn't experienced before. It was a mm. wonderful experience to work with people in uh, the live television you know, realm. Well, I think it's very, it makes me laugh a little bit. It seems very typical of the military lifestyle of going from like zero to 180 in about six seconds of, oh, I'm going to join the chorus and, oh, we're going to the Today Show. Um, but this is a thing. And then also for those of you who are longstanding members to see that hard work pay off and to get that experience because it is just such a different level. So very cool. And I appreciate um, you sharing those experiences with us. So here's some really exciting news. You've been officially asked back to come to the live shows. What does that feel like knowing you have the judges support on such a famous, long lasting talent television show? Um, It's a surreal feeling, right? I've been watching the show since I was 13. Um, and been in love with like all of the auditions that have come through America's Got Talent, seeing Simon Cowell, like growing <laughs> up in high school and seeing him be so brutal when it mm-hmm. comes to some auditions and being a sweetheart to other auditions and also seeing Sofia Vergara and, you know, all of the judges and being able to have their support. Now I'm 24 years old in the 82nd wearing this uniform full time. And then getting to perform with my best friends, my family, it's insane to me. It's a great experience to have. Knowing that the judges, uh, they, they all approved of all the hard work that we've done and to get there, I, I can only feel proud of the team. I feel proud of all the work they put in and I feel proud of the performance they put forth. 
And I know for a fact that they're working hard for the next round. Mm-hmm. When I was in the audience for the performance, the live performance, and I think the thing that was most satisfying to me was like, you look at that, that group of, of uh, soldiers, paratroopers, and they're coming from all over the United States and all the different backgrounds and all the different specialties and, and ages and, and to see them come together. And many of them, uh, like Sergeant Vargas said, n- never having been even in Los Angeles, much less on a Hollywood stage like that. Uh, to see, uh, you know, the judges recognize and the audience recognize and now America recognize the amount of hard work and, and talent and, you know, perseverance that this group has, has gone through, uh, publicly and, and, uh, eval- it was really a, a sweet, uh, moment of validation for them to see that, that being recognized on that stage that day. I feel like it's such a different, but fresh and welcome flavor of, what you just said, like combining all of these folks from different backgrounds and experiences for this one mission. Like I'm just the male spouse. And so I will never truly know what it's like to do like military missions or deployments or TDYs. You know, I'm trying to keep the kids alive and keep the house standing mostly vertical. Right. But seeing this in the perspective that you all have presented and also seeing it on America's Got Talent, overcoming these obstacles, training and focusing for a different kind of goal, but one that we actually get to almost participate in or at least like watch in real life is so encouraging for, I think, not only those of us who already understand the military experience, but also those who just know it from the outside looking in, like other civilians, like when they would keep panning to the audience during the America Got Got Talent show with you guys on it, the reactions of the audience members were also something that struck me because they were so excited and it just was so surprising. So you guys mentioned how hard you're working and preparing for this next stage. Congratulations, by the way. I'm super excited to see how far you guys go all the way in this um, experience. What are you doing to prepare specifically for the upcoming live performance? So right now it's a lot of training. Um, Lately, we've been calling it getting back to the grind Mm. because that's literally (laughs) what we're doing. Um, We're breaking down what we do well and trying to make it better than what we were doing before. Um, A lot of it is learning like how to work with one another because we did so well with My Girl, right? And that was a song that was part of our repertoire that we've known like the back of our hand. And now it's getting to a stage where we're going to push ourselves more so that America can see like all of the capabilities that this group has coming from different backgrounds and different jobs here in the, um, in the U S army that we have all the same capabilities to coming to one end goal. And that's, coming together to complete a mission. So that that's what we have in our forefront. That's why we're training so hard. I believe our team dynamic has grown uh, exponentially. Uh, at this point, we are, we're all feeling uh, a little anxious, a little vulnerable, <laughs> and but we're all leaning on each other uh, and doing the best we can. And the team is pushing forward. I know there's, there's a sense of like, hey, this is just what we do, right? The we do uh, physical readiness training in the morning, 0630, and then uh, rehearsals begin at, at 0900, and uh, we work until lunch. And uh, it's just a different perspective on, okay, hey, we're going to work this hard for, for this season and then come back in the afternoon, uh, work on a, a few other things. And 
just the scale and the scope and the the stakes are a little higher but it's it's really i mean our battle rhythm is really the same to be honest i mean mm-hmm. we this is kind of what we do uh the, as far as a training calendar and a and a rotation you know we're going to the range next week that's that's something we're just plugging away <laughs> at, at army stuff too and uh but all in the, every one of us in the back of our mind it's like okay yeah this is this the stakes are really high we're going to mm-hmm. be on live tv on september 19th and we need to be ready for that Oh, that's so exciting. It's so exciting. And yes, the intensity, like while it's, you've got a great battle rhythm established, kicking up that intensity and understanding what's really at stake here. And again, how far you all have made it to this point and how far you potentially could go with that experience. I mean, the world is watching and cheering you on and we're so excited to be just a teeny little part of that. So thank you so much, Staff Sergeant Anthony Bendel, Sergeant Vargas and Major Dubois. We're gonna cut for a quick commercial break here in a few moments, but I'm so excited to learn more about your journey and experience with America's Got Talent as part of the 82nd Airborne Division All-American Chorus. Listeners, if you'd like to learn more about this empowering group and their claim to fame on America's Got Talent, you can find them on social media by their handle at 82nd Airborne Div and follow America's Got Talent at AGT, that's Alpha Gamma Tango. Also, be sure to catch their next live performance, as they mentioned, on America's Got Talent coming up in just a few weeks on September 19th at 8 p.m. Eastern on NBC. We encourage you to cast your vote for them as well because the top two acts from the show that night that received the most votes will move on to the finale which airs the following week. Ladies and gents, mill spouses and military service members, let's help this chorus to rock the vote. Stay tuned for the rest of our interview with the 82nd Airborne Division All-American Chorus to learn more about this talented group of soldiers and their journey to the big screen. We'll be right back. Our mission is to globally empower military spouses with resources and support to conquer adversity, foster confidence, and thrive in this military life. Whether you are an individual, a Fortune 500 company, or somewhere in between, join us on our mission. Make your tax-deductible contribution at missionmillspouse.org, or if you're a business interested in sharing your product or services with our more than 100,000 followers, email partner at missionmillspouse.org. Military spouses around the world, thank you for your support. Welcome back, listeners. We're continuing our very exciting conversation with the 82nd Airborne Division All-American Chorus and their recent experience on America's Got Talent. So let's jump back into the conversation. Talk to me. What has been the most surprising part of your experience with the chorus and your AGT appearance? So I think the most surprising part was the fact that I didn't expect to have so much support from different people with going to AGT. So I think my mindset wasn't prepared to come back home to Fort Liberty and have people actually on base when I'm doing grocery at commissary or going to Walmart recognize that, hey, Sergeant Vargas was on America's Got Talent and they'll stop (laughs) me and ask me questions and take pictures with me. And so it kind of changed my perspective on things like, oh, wow, like people are actually rooting for us. They know about us. They've seen us. 
And uh, it's just mentally preparing myself now because I did, I wasn't mentally prepared the entire way when we went the first time. <laughs> so now, <laughs> now I'm ready. <laughs> well, I think uh, for me, it was uh, being starstruck, meeting Terry Crews and how, <laughs> how wonderfully nice and, and just what a, what a great guy. Awesome. Well, I appreciate again, your insight with that and those experiences and getting a little bit of fame, just doing the real life and sharing your story and getting those selfies. And because every one of those little tiny pieces of exposure, you know, could make the difference in you all's journey with America's Got Talent and all the great things that the 82nd Airborne Division All-American Chorus is up to these days. So we're getting ready to wrap up our conversation. And so this is a little bit of a just a fair game question, just open to however you want to answer it, because you all have different life experiences, different time, not only in the chorus, but also in the military. So if you could say anything specific to our military spouse listeners, what would it be? So I would say first things first, I'm a mom, right? I have a two-year-old son and I'm also married. My husband was prior uh, active duty army as well. Um, so I would say that if you're a military spouse, I've uh, you said in the beginning of this conversation that you guys have a different mission than, than what we do, but don't cut the importance out of that mission. You are also important. You're uh, you're stabilizing the home front so that we're able to go mm -hmm. and continue our mission. So I just want to say from my side as a mom of a two year old and uh, active duty member. Um, I appreciate that, but my husband holds the fort down at home and having that communication and knowing that he's home taking care of our son and I'm able to go experience these things and finish the mission and go on with doing the job that's at hand. It's, it's a great feeling to know, to have that support. My wife and I are a team and, uh, as, as a military spouse, she is, just above and beyond my expectations every time. And it's because she's always there for me that I I try to always be there for her. And I try to take that to work with me and be there for my soldiers and for the people I work with. Uh, she inspires me to be a better soldier. I've been in the Army uh, going on 16 years, uh, seven duty stations, uh, mm. two deployments. And, uh, you know, it's it, there's, there's a lot of challenges to being in the military, a lot of um, hellos and goodbyes. Mm -hmm. uh, um, difficult sometimes uh, to, you know, say goodbye and then the, you know, the back and forth of that. But the, you know, the, the support that uh, my wife has given me and, and my family has given me in uh, my career, uh, I couldn't, I absolutely could not do uh, what I do without that. Uh, absolutely don't take it for granted. I love that and really appreciate those words of, encouragement and affirmation. I'm thankful, you know, my husband reminds me of that frequently. Um, and, and I'm thankful for that. But it is it is challenging, I feel like for military spouses, because we feel a little unseen sometimes because we're not, you know, on the front lines, which is probably a good thing. And we're grateful. But my husband reminds me frequently that yes, he could not do what he does with the infantry without knowing that our two tiny humans are well taken care of and, you know, finances are going to be fine and everything's going to keep on rolling uh, with the home front while he's gone. Cause he's been in gosh, almost 20 years and I've been with the party 15 and weathered five deployments and all that fun stuff. And so hearing you all's perspective 
is also very encouraging, not only to me, but I think to all of our listeners, because we just need, you know, we need some cheerleaders every now and then just to remind us that we are doing a good work and we're in it for the mission too. I mean, it's even in our name, Mission Mel Spouse. So I'm totally here for that. Absolutely. Well, guys and gals, we're getting ready to wrap up here, but I would love for you to remind us where our listeners can go to find out more information about your group and your journey and all the directions you're headed in the near future. Well, there's really uh, two great resources. One, social from a social media perspective, just staying on top of the 82nd Airborne Division's uh, social media pages. Uh, there will be a lot of publicity coming up in the coming weeks in preparation for our performance on September 19th at 8 p.m. Eastern. You know, just catch us on those. Uh, the band and chorus have a Facebook page that uh, can also be accessed and uh, you'll see photos after the fact of many of many of our missions there as well. All right, listeners, you heard it here. So, but if you're mobile, if you're taking care of kiddos, if you're at work, if you're out driving or walking or working out, whatever you're doing, no worries if you didn't catch that. All of these will be live links in our show notes when this goes live on Mission Mel Spouse and also on the podcast app of your choice. So we'll have that information for you there if you want to get connected with them, follow their journey and vote for them on September 19th. Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Set a calendar reminder for their performance. As we wrap up our conversation, one question we ask all of our guests is this, and it's always so fun to get their perspective because all of our guests have such a different and unique experience with the military. What is one piece of advice you would give our listeners to navigate this military life with respect to your area of expertise? As uh, I'm an engineer and I spend uh, a lot of time away when I'm doing that job, uh, frequently gone and at a moment's notice uh, in case, you know, a natural disaster happens mm -hmm. and we need to go clean up after it. And uh, my wife's patience uh, astounds me. And uh, without her being patient with everything that I do and being in the chorus, I'm gone even more. Um, <laughs> she's so patient. And uh, that, that patience has, has brought us uh, peace and prosperity for mm. 20 years. I think uh, communication would be the main thing as well as not being afraid to ask for help. Mm -hmm. My first two years that I was in the military, I'm going to be six years in next February. Um, first two years, I was super scared to ask for help. And it kind of sheltered me into a position of isolation where I was trying to be superwoman and do it all until I finally broke and was like, I really need help and called my mom. And that's the woman I always run to. And from there, my life in the military has been smooth going. Now I know that now having a son, I know I can reach out to them when we have a last minute mission or something or going back to AGT. I can call my mom and be like, hey, mom, my husband's going to be by himself. Can you come down and visit? And she'll drive down here to Fort Liberty to help out with my kiddo. So it's a good time. <laughs> The military life has a lot of very stable things about it, right? Like we know our healthcare is taken care of. We know, um, you know, finances are, are really uh, stable. You know, that's a guaranteed income and job security and lots of things are known, but it's, there's also a lot of unknowns, right? Like mm -hmm. you're waiting for orders and you can't do anything and, uh, for your PCS until you've get, got those in hand and you don't get them if, until like the very end. And then now there's a lot of scrambling that's happening, <laughs> mm -hmm. right? Like a, you alluded to hurry up and wait. I mean, there's, there, it's just so extreme in that, in that sense. And, 
you know, my, my perspective after 16 years of that life with my family is um, just maintaining flexibility and kind of recognizing like there's a lot of things I just cannot control and being okay with that. And then the second bit of advice I would have is uh, don't wait to build community when mm. you PCS. Uh, the day you move in, start getting to know your neighbors, start, yes. you know, finding p- connections in the community, whether that's a, 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 a church or a club or a fitness center or, you know, whatever that thing is that uh, get after it. Because before you know it, you know, you're moving on. It's been two years, year and a half, and you don't really have any any relationship equity mm-hmm. in your life. And I, it is so hard to move. It is so hard to move and say goodbye to f- dear friends. But that that's the richer life. Better to have mm-hmm. that than to have kind of played it safe and stayed inside and um, not, not met people. Uh, so yeah, take those risks and uh, don't wait. Goodness, I want to package all of that advice and just like send it to every male spouse everywhere because that encapsulates a lot of the things that we also share here on Mission Mill Spouse as far as I always tell the story of every time we PCS, like we are, I'm an aggressive friend dater. Like I'm just looking for people and we show up at a church and they're like, oh, how long you been in town? And I'll look at my watch and be like, it's been five days. This is our first Sunday. I need people, right? So just being very intentional with that. And then also what you said, Sergeant Vargas, about asking for help. I was not great at that initially because I didn't know how to or that it was a thing. But once I also reached my breaking point, I was like, okay, not only do I need to ask for help, I need to say what I need. And again, goes back to having patience, Semper Gumby, always flexible, and then finding that community. Such good information. Such good information. Thank you guys so much. Really appreciate it. And what an awesome journey. It's such a privilege to have you on the show for our 1000th episode celebrating the big milestone, not just for us, but man, for you guys. And we are so excited to cheer you on. It's just been amazing having you on the show today. And thank you for sharing about your journey. And as always, we thank you from the bottoms of our mill spouse hearts for our service to our nation and for your dedication to the 82nd Airborne Division All-American Chorus. We wish you the best of luck moving forward. Thank you so much. Thanks, Rita. Thank you. Absolutely. So listeners, as we wrap up here, one final reminder Mark those calendars. This is something you can write in ink. You don't have to write it in pencil. Be sure to tune in on Tuesday, September 19th at 8 p.m. Eastern on NBC to vote for the 82nd Airborne Division Chorus on America's Got Talent live performance so we can send them all the way through to the finals. Let's help them go all the way. Thanks again to today's guest, the 82nd Airborne Division All-American Chorus. We wish them all the best as they lead the way for more service members to perform and be recognized for their talents, both in and out of uniform. Listeners, thank you for an incredible 1,000 episodes of our podcast over the last 18 years. Let's go ahead and move this celebration back over to our hosts in our metaphorical studios. Thank you to the 82nd Airborne Division All-American Chorus for joining us on the Mission Mill Spouse podcast. Again, if you want to connect with them, you can check them out online via Facebook at 82nd All-American Chorus and Twitter 
at 82nd ABNDIV. So Jade, what were your top three moments from the interview? Like top three, I don't even, I can't even put anything into a top three because overall (laughs) I literally almost like fell on the floor when I saw them get introduced. I was like, oh my gosh, is this really the 82nd Airborne Chorus? Like, yeah. you, you know when you just like sit and you're, you're just surprised? I was just mm. so surprised because, like I said earlier, you know, being when we were stationed in North Carolina in Fayetteville, you, you always saw them, you always heard them, and mm-hmm. it was just like, it's like one of those like aha moments when you like, are sitting there because I normally I watch America's Got Talent every single year, every season. I, I just I love, I love that it. show. So yeah. seeing it come out and then like seeing the odd, I think the audience too, like the reaction, just the whole vibe of the whole place. It just like yeah. it just took me in. I don't know. And then I had to literally rewind and like watch it like five other times <laughs> because I was just so tantalized and like amazed. At exactly what we were saying. I don't know. It just, it was such a cool moment, like a, like a, a connecting moment. Cause you know, you have that connection of like being, you know, in North Carolina with mm-hmm. my husband serving in the 82nd. And I was just like, oh, dang, I love this. I love the word tantalizing. It's surreal. It's a little it surreal. Was. It's, it's something that you're like, oh, I've like, I've seen them, you know, in mm-hmm. real life and like, been at the same base as them, which is crazy. And it's funny and it's, that you say, yeah. And it's just, it's amazing just to see like the opportunity that they mm-hmm. have and the reach that they actually can give to the country to show, you know, the military like spirit of, you know, that energy and the positive vibes that, you know, you think of the military as, you know, you know, going over fighting, you know, doing this, mm-hmm. doing that. But I don't even know if people even realize that there is like a chorus and there's jobs in the military that really enable you to be unique, you know? Yeah, which is so crazy. Plus, they have to do like typical military things. Yeah, so they have I'm to like, train on top of that. Yeah, they do so everything. Crazy. Yeah, I know. When, I'm like, when they talked about going to the range, I was like, why did I not think you guys went to the, of course you would go to the range. Right? It's just like, that's such a cool, like, it's just so cool, you know? And for Mm -hmm. them to be able to be so unique and to bring out such an artistic side of themselves while also being like the hardest working, that it's just, it's, I don't know. Like, I'm like, how do I, I want to sign up, (laughs) but they wouldn't want me because (laughs) my voice is hard. I sound like a dying cat. Oh my goodness. I was just going to ask, I was like, do you, do you play an instrument or anything that could be in the chorus? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I will be their number one supporter. So I definitely voted and I am team 82nd. Love it. Love it. And they go back, what, September 19th at 8 p.m. I know. I'm like, oh I already, I already am like, I need to DVR. I need to DVR. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. And I love that you talked about how it was, you know, making connections with people that might not necessarily see them because that's their whole mission is to Mm -hmm. make connections with, with Americans and to be the ambassador so they can see 
the other side of the military, I guess. That's so cool. Right? I just, yeah. And thinking about like, they talked about all the different backgrounds and all the different like people come from all different places and then they have to work together to do, to, to perform. And some of them came pretty soon that um, one of them said that they joined in November and then they were on the Today Show in December. I can't imagine like, okay, we have to like sound like a team, you know, in that short mm-hmm. of a time period. It's so crazy. I know. And then can you imagine like sitting up in front of the judges too? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. How like, obviously there's probably nothing that like makes them fearful, like with being up on that stage. Like they've been through probably so many like hard, tough things. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's just like what they do. But I'm like sitting there, I'm like, can you imagine, like to my husband, can you imagine like being up on that stage and like having Simon Cowell like look at you like, oh, what are they doing? And then singing like yeah. my, it's just like a whole surreal thing, you know? <sighs> yeah, no, that's crazy. But I also loved that they talked about, I love that they talked about the different things, the different piece of advice, you know, mm-hmm. the patience and communication and being flexible like, I feel like those are really good pieces of advice. Well, Something yeah. I'm still working on. <laughs> <laughs> and going back, like, again, those are, like, such important things that sharing those with America is just so important, mm-hmm. too, you know? it's It just gives it, like, a full circle moment of what they stand yeah. for, what they do, and what the country, like, evolves to, you know? So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. teamwork. Teamwork makes the dream work. Oh my God, I was literally oh going to say that, but then I paused because I was like, I can't be that person. But it's so okay. true. I'm here. I will be that person. <laughs> okay, Annie's here for it too. Okay, perfect. Checkmate. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. But no, I, I, I totally loved it and I, I can't wait for the next uh, round. Yeah. Check mark on the calendar. We're ready to roll yes. and we're going to do it. 82nd is going to do it. Okay. Yes. Yes. And next time Jade will be in it. (laughs) (laughs) No, they don't want me. (laughs) I'll tell my husband. Because my husband actually, my husband actually has a really nice voice. And me and my mother-in-law always were like, Ben, you should, you know, like you should have done that, you know? Oh yeah. And what does he say? he he never, he didn't really know like when he joined that there were like a lot of different options of different things mm-hmm. that, you know, that you could do. It's like the, I don't know. It's like whenever you join any sort of like organization, you sometimes like afterwards start to learn different things. So I'm like, yeah, yeah you know, now he could be like a, a wedding singer. So, you know, once he retires. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> Um, and we're just coming up with plans for you for after retirement. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I know. Eight more years. It's okay. <laughs> oh, you both have got this. You've got this. Yes. But I love the insights I get from our podcast guests. Let's keep these good vibes going with this week's resource recon. How do I know if I have a story to tell? By Julie Tully. She writes, I love to write, but I'm not sure what to write about. 
How do I know if I have a story to tell? I'm asked this question all the time, and here's what I believe. If you're called to writing, then you have a story to tell. The trick is figuring out which story or stories those are, and that can be simpler than you think. She goes on to give tips on how to determine your genre and tells you to write on. I know. Julie with the (laughs) insight here. She is. I love, I feel like she's so encouraging because she's a writer. So it's, it's kind of cool to, to hear that from a writer of like, you've got a story. You just have to figure out what it is and Mm -hmm. write. Well, it's interesting because uh, like about a year ago, um, when we, me and my husband, we actually like did our full like wedding reception. Mm-hmm. Um, we had asked uh, our, well, my nephew to be in our wedding. And I wanted to okay. get uh, like a, a children's book kind of explaining like what the wedding process looked like. And, you know, kind Aww. of like, oh, you're going to be in like your aunt and uncle's wedding. But I couldn't yeah. find anything. <gasps> so it's funny to read this because like a year ago, I was like, oh, I should write a book like a children's book to explain this to be able to give it to my nephew at the time because mm-hmm. there just wasn't something that I could find. So it's interesting, like how she said, the trick is to figure out your story, your stories, and like it's simpler than you think, but it's also so hard to write. So it's like kudos to the authors because, you know, you sit there and me, I'm like dragging my feet. I'm like, oh, I should do that. But mm-hmm. everyone has that like story within them to tell. But, you know, how do you do it? How do you determine what you write? How do you tell your story? So it spoke to me, this like article by Julie. Okay, now I want you to write this book. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm, I'm one of those like gifters when, mm-hmm. especially for like the kids in our life, I like to always like buy them books that like kind of educate them that. and like kind of give them. So like I'll buy books in like a series of like, the day before or the night before like July 4th and then like they read it the night before and it like explains like what the holiday is so when I when I can't find a book that like needs to resonate for something I'm always like writing it down like okay like this needs to maybe one day happen (laughs) oh my goodness I want this to happen I really do I think that's really cool because I think first of all reading to kids is so great but also having a children's book that explains the different situations that they're in. And especially because like a wedding, we're asking kids, like we had our niece and nephews in our wedding, you know, and I feel like it was a lot for my niece. My two nephews walked down together to write something about it. I think I've gone off topic, but I'm just saying, I think it would be great to have children's books that explains all these specific situations that they find themselves in. No, I agree. And it's interesting because like how I started out, how do I know if I have a story to tell? Like the Mm -hmm. article. Yeah. As military spouses, we have such unique stories to tell because we're all over the place. We have different lives, different like things within. So it's, it's inspiring and encouraging, especially uh, us doing this podcast, we have so many authors on our show mm-hmm. and that we highlight via the blogs. It's like stories are just so endless. And it's taking that time of realizing what's special to you and putting it down on a piece of paper 
or a blog or into a podcast. So I don't know. It's very inspiring. I love Miss Julie. She's great. She is great. I also think it's like, yeah, I have a story that's unique to me, but once you put it down and you share it, you realize like, oh, there are all these other people that are going through this same thing, you know, and it can hopefully be inspiring to that next person. Mm-hmm. And relatable to them. So mm-hmm. exactly. I, I remember wondering what I would write about when I started blogging for Mission Mill Spouse. But I found my story, and I encourage you to find yours. Here at Mission Mill Spouse, we don't just offer tangible resources to help you navigate your military spouse life. We also provide insight and encouragement for your Mill Spouse heart. Let's hear from our trifecta of Mill Spouse awesomeness. Here's Amanda, Amy, and Emma. We here at Mission Mill Spouse never doubt the strength of our military spouse tribe. Here is our Director of Empowerment with this week's Empowerment Patrol Report. Hello, Mission Mill Spouse listeners. This is Amanda Bickneese, your Director of Empowerment, bringing you this week's Empowerment Patrol Report in honor of our 1,000th episode. I'd like to celebrate our Everyday Empowerment Award accomplishments. In the three years since the program began, I have had the honor of recognizing close to 150 empowering military spouses and nonprofit organizations who help support our military community. I've had the chance to meet so many inspiring people and organizations and have had the opportunity to spread the word about their empowerment right here in Empowerment Patrol Reports. It's truly been an amazing experience, and I can't wait to recognize even more of you as we head into our next thousand episodes. If you'd like to recognize someone or an organization for the Everyday Empowerment Award, simply head to our website at missionmillspouse.org, select the Get Involved tab, where, where you'll then click the Empowerment from the drop-down menu, and right there, you'll see the nomination form. Recipients do receive a digital certificate, on-air recognition via our podcast, and they are included in a social media reel each month with their fellow winners. Any nonprofits that are selected will receive a $100 donation from us here at Mission Mill Spouse to support their continued work within the military community. We would love to give praise and recognition to spouses and organizations who are helping you throughout your male spouse journey. Until next time, I'm Amanda Bickneese reminding you, empowered spouses, empower spouses. Unlike our calendar plans, our commitment to serve military spouses is written in ink. Now continuing our 18-year legacy is Mission Male Spouse Deputy Director of Empowerment with this week's Moxie Minute. Greetings, unstoppable military spouses. Can you believe it? We just hit the remarkable milestone of 1,000 episodes on this journey of moxie and empowerment. I'm Amy Fisher, and today we're taking a joyous ride down memory lane, celebrating the incredible moments that define us as Mission Mill Spouse. Remember those early days when we were just taking baby steps on the podcast stage? Fast forward to today, 1,000 episodes later, and we've weathered storms, celebrated victories, 
and embraced every twist and turn. Just like military spouses, we've got that unstoppable moxie within. Let's talk about the pandemic that shook the world. While it might have forced others to pause, we at Mission Mill Spouse, formerly the Army Wife Network, soldiered on, proving that Moxie is our middle name. We didn't just adapt, we thrived, because that's what military spouses do. We rallied, shared stories, and created a virtual haven where we continued to learn, connect, and uplift each other. And remember that grand rebranding? Just like a caterpillar emerging from its cocoon, we unveiled a new identity, stronger and more vibrant. From the days of Army Wife Talk Radio to Army Wife Network, and now Mission Mill Spouse, it is an honor to say that we serve and contribute to every branch, every component of all the military. So welcome all the new spouses. It's a testament to the spirit of renewal and growth that military spouses embody every day. But wait, there's more. We're now a certified 501c3 organization working tirelessly to support our fellow military families. Our journey from those days of Army Wife Talk Radio to now Mission Mill Spouse is a testament to the evolution, the transformation, and the unwavering moxie we've displayed. And let's not forget the incredible guests who've graced our mic, from singers and authors, high-ranking military personnel, entrepreneurs, to all-around supporters of military life. They've shared their stories, their insights, and their own incredible displays of moxie. They are a reflection of the power of unity and connection within our community. Speaking of community, let's turn the spotlight back to you, the incredible military spouses. Through the years, you've shown moxie that could rival superheroes. You've faced separations, relocations, and endless uncertainties, all while standing by your service members with unwavering support. From World War II to today, military spouses have carved their names in history with their moxie. Remember Rosie the Riveter? She symbolized determination and strength during wartime. And guess what? You're modern-day Rosie the Riveters, showing resilience and courage in every role you undertake. So here's to us, military spouses, and to the 1,000 episodes that represent our journey. With each moment we've shared, each story we've told, and each laugh we've had, we've stitched together a vibrant tapestry of moxie, courage, and unity. As we charge forward into the next 1,000 episodes, Let's remember that our moxie knows no bounds. With love, humor, and the indomitable spirit of a military spouse, let's keep writing our story, one episode at a time. Until next time, friends, keep thriving, keep showing that moxie, and keep rocking this incredible journey. No news is typically good news in this military life, except on the Mission Mill Spouse podcast. Here is our News 6 correspondent with this week's top stories. Howdy y'all and buckle up for this very special News 6 update. Navy and Coast Guard team up to save divers. It was a team effort near Cape Fear in North Carolina to save four stranded divers. Ben Wiggins, Luke Lodge, Daniel Williams, and Daniel's son, Evan Williams, were diving off a pleasure boat, Big Bills, when they went missing for 18 hours. The divers were able to send an SOS message with a strobe light and get the attention of Air Station Elizabeth City. A C-130 crew then flew out and dropped a life raft from the back of the plane and then alerted the Coast Guard for location and pickup. The four men's journey started out at Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and they were found about 70 miles away. 
they were taken to shore and reunited with their families with no reported injuries. When the Coast Guard goes out on the search and rescue mission, our goal each and every time is to find people and return them to their friends and family. In this case, it's exactly what we were able to do. It's at the core of what we do, Captain Tim Liss, commander of the Coast Guard sector of North Carolina said. The ocean is a pretty dangerous place and it can be a lot of fun to be out on the water, but having the right safety equipment and the right information is critical. We love a good military collab. Good job, sailors and coasties. Jenny comes home. A World War I plane has found a forever home and a future makeover. Selfridge Air Museum at the Selfridge National Guard Air Base in Michigan is abuzz with the news. The World War I biplane, known as a Curtis JN-4, is being purchased and donated by Financial Credit Union. There are currently only seven Jenny aircraft left in the world, and now our museum will have one of them, Ed Kaminsky, deputy director of the museum, said in a news release. This particular Jenny has suffered a landing accident in her past, and the museum is fixing the fixer up good as new. While a new addition to the museum, this airbase has seen its fair share of Jennies, the first one utilizing the airbase in 1917 in the heyday of World War I. Used extensively at the airbase as training planes during that time period, the museum knows it will take a lot of long hours and know-how to get this old girl back into tip-top shape. You're recreating something that was built 80 years ago, Kaminsky said, adding everyone involved is looking forward to the work. They're all kids at heart. Instead of building a model airplane, they are building the real thing. We're all excited about it, Kaminsky said. It's very historic to have a Jenny at Selfridge. Sounds like the perfect home for Jenny. Hope she likes her facelift. No shame in getting a little work done. Find out more at AmericanMilitaryNews.com and SelfridgeAirMuseum.org. Mission Mill Spouse hits its 1,000th episode. Your favorite podcast around, Mission Mill Spouse, in case it wasn't obvious, is celebrating its 1,000th episode. Formerly known as Army Wife Talk Radio, it started in 2005 and then merged with Field Problems and Loving a Soldier blog to become the Army Wife Network in 2009. The organization did a major rehaul just a few short months ago to be inclusive of all branches and our male spouses. They are a fully vetted 501c3 organization, and everyone you hear speaking on the show, the behind-the-scenes magicians, and the ones who keep the lights on for the blog and website are 100% volunteer. So, if you're feeling generous, here's my shameless plug that donations are accepted and welcomed with glee and rejoicing. Here's some words from some of our senior staff. Our boss babe and captain, my captain, Sharita Noblock, says, as cheesy as it might sound, Mission Mill Spouse changed the trajectory of my mill spouse life and attitude. I began volunteering with the organization in 2014 as a blogger because honestly, my attitude as a spouse was not what you would call optimistic. But I began my mission to write with a positive spin, even in the hardships. Now, nearly 10 years later, I can say that I've learned more about how to be an effective leader, the power of our mill spouse tribe, the secret weapon of embracing the suck in a collective community, and the gift of volunteering than I could have ever imagined. KP Palmer, the queen of words, blogs, and sass, chimes in. One of the best ways to empower someone is to give them a canvas for their voice. This is what we do at Mission Mill Spouse through our blog. We enable spouses of all branches to share their experience, their spirits, and their resources to help others on this journey. As content director, I am honored to read, edit, and publish those unique voices and share their stories with the mill spouse world. Right on, spouses. Right on. Interested in joining our team? 
We're always looking for new faces and brains in a non-creepy zombie way. Contact us at missionmillspouse.org. Happy 1,000th episode, Mission Mill Spouse. You don't look an episode over 800. Today in history. On August 28, 1963, MLK Jr. delivered his iconic I Have a Dream speech on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial in Washington, D.C. in front of more than 200,000 people. King had a speech prepared, starting with a recitation of parts of the Emancipation at Proclamation. Toward the end of the speech, Mahalia Jackson, a gospel singer and friend of his, cried out for him to tell them about the dream. He then began his I Have a Dream speech, almost completely improvised. The speech starts with, I have a dream that one day on the Red Hills of Georgia, the sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood. And ends with, when we allow freedom ring, when we let it ring from every village and every hamlet, from every state and every city, we will be able to speed up that day when all God's children, black men and white men, Jews and Gentiles, Protestants and Catholics, will be able to join hands and sing in the words of the old Negro spiritual, free at last, free at last, thank God Almighty, we are free at last. That's it for me. I'm Emma Tai with New Six, and following my predecessors for a combined 1,000th time, I'm signing out. Love hearing from these ladies each week, celebrating our fellow military spouses, offering the words we need to so desperately hear, and of course, keeping us informed with uplifting military life news. Thanks, gals. Now let's take a quick 45-second break, and then we'll be right back. Mission Mill Spouse, formerly known as Army Wife Network, is continuing our exceptional and long-standing legacy. Now serving all spouses of all branches, we are the longest-running military spouse podcast currently broadcasting our 18th season. In fact, we will break 1,000 episodes in 2023. Don't miss an installment. Subscribe on our website, missionmillspouse.org, or catch our twice-weekly podcast on the podcast app of your choice, including Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify. Remember, we've been there. You aren't alone. We've got your six. Well, that's a wrap, ladies and gents. As we prepare to sign off, remember to catch our mini casts that drop on Thursdays and gear up for our next full-length episode when we chat with Christine from Mill Spouse Mastermind. We can't wait. If you want to help us empower military spouses everywhere, consider donating to Mission Mill Spouse on our website by clicking that magical donate button. All contributions are tax deductible and go directly to empowering military spouses with resources and support. As the longest running military spouse empowerment organization, your investment is a great one. One last note, to stay in the know with all things Mission Mill Spouse, and receive access to exclusive giveaways and printables, subscribe on our website to our newsletter, The SITRA. That's Situation Report for those new to this military life. We only send it twice a month on the first and third Fridays, so there's no cluttery spam threat here. And listeners, no matter where you're at on your military journey, new or seasoned, 
active guard, retired or prior service, Army, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard, Navy, or Space Force, always remember, we've been there. You're not alone. We've got your six. This is your Mission Mill Spouse Command Team signing out. Thank you for tuning in to the Mission Mill Spouse Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to share it with your tribe and leave us a five-star review. Subscribe to our podcast on the podcast app of your choice to catch episodes that drop every Monday and Thursdays each week. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, or LinkedIn at Mission Mill Spouse. Snag some sweet freebies by signing up for our newsletter, The Sit Rep. And finally, if you'd like to join us on our mission to serve military spouses, consider making a tax-deductible donation on our website or email partner at missionmillspouse.org. Mission Mill Spouse, empowering you to navigate this military life since 2005.